Smartcast. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From Jerry Garcia of The Grateful Dead, he says, it's not enough to be the best at what you do. You must be perceived as the only one who does what you do. And that goes back to what I said earlier, right? No one else has shooks. Yeah, there's a ton of people publishing books, but no one else but Mike Capuzzi and Bite Size Books are publishing shooks. That's the part I think a lot of business owners kind of missed. Welcome to Think Business with Tyler, sharing our methods and strategies for success. Join in on our conversations with business owners as we highlight their triumphs and detail how they overcame the challenges they faced while continuing to grow and scale their business. It's time to think life, think success, and think business with your host, Tyler Martin. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Think Business with Tyler podcast show. Today, we are talking with Mike Capuzzi. Mike is the creator of The Shook. This is also known as a short, helpful book. Mike created this method that makes writing a book really easy for entrepreneurs who then can use their book to increase their level of authority while also providing helpful information to their audiences. In this episode, we talk about the main difference between a shook and a regular book, what you need to do to differentiate for your book's success, and finally, how to overcome perfectionism when writing a book. Mike's a fun guy to listen to, and he has a wealth of marketing knowledge. Let's start chatting with him now. Hey, Mike, welcome to the Think Business with Tyler podcast show. How are you doing? Tyler, I'm doing well. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to be on your podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. Before I get into your area of specialty, I'd love to just talk about a little bit. You know, Can you share a little bit about yourself? Sure. <laughs> and I'll share something that will eventually, I think, be related to what we're going to talk about here. But uh, I have been in the marketing world as far as having my own marketing consulting company since 1998. So it's been a while. And prior to that, Tyler, I was in an engineering software company where it was very small when I started in the early 90s. And when I left in 98, it was very large. Traveled the world, met my the woman who became my wife. And then even before that, I worked at an engineering company. Ironically, I have an engineering degree from Penn State. So I have a, a very analytical brain. I did engineering for a number of years, moved to a software company. But I always had a, a keen interest in marketing, specifically direct response marketing. And you know, for the last 20 plus years, I've been putting food on our table by helping business owners of all different levels you know, really up their marketing game. Yeah. And just to drill down on that a little bit, when you say up their marketing game, your specific item that you like to focus around is books and you're, you've coined the term shook. Can we start with what is a shook? 
Yeah. And it wasn't always that way, even though we've done a lot of variety in the past, we are now 100%, to your point, just publishing short, helpful books. So a short, helpful book, we call it a shook. There's a business lesson there we can talk about. But um, it's a book, Tyler, that is meant to be read in about one hour. It's a nonfiction book written by a business owner or a corporate executive, a coach, a consultant to differentiate his or her business and to engage prospects with the idea of eventually them becoming customers, clients, et cetera. Got it. I'd love to, if you don't mind drilling down, what is the business related lesson related to Shook? I'm curious. Oh, well, it's a good one too, because listen, every business owner I am aware of, including myself, you probably yourself too, we all have some sort of competition, right? There's other people that do what we do. Now, with a lot of the kind of people I work with, doctors, dentists, physicians, lawyers, you know, CEOs, they have a lot of competition. I mean, you know, the average dentist has like, you know, 10 different dentists within a five mile radius. So it's always critical, whether you're writing a book or doing any sort of promotion and marketing to really figure out ways to differentiate yourself. And, you know, I always use the analogy, Burger King has the big, uh, what, the Whopper and McDonald's has the, the Big Mac. They're both hamburgers, but they're, you know, slightly different and they brand them differently. So it's that branding that, that you know, being able to articulate a difference. And a shook is my articulation of a difference. There's a ton of people that do what we do, which is publish books. We just so happen to, you know, only publish short books. We only publish nonfiction books and we have our own brand, a shook. Yeah. I love the name. Is that a name you actually coined yourself or how did you put that together? So it's cool. Yeah. Well, so originally it's funny. I was just on a podcast yesterday and the host said he, he used the Elvis song, All Shook Up, as a way of introducing <laughs> me. And I, I, I laughed. I, I, he didn't sing it or anything. He didn't have it, but he, I forgot about that song. But so originally, and this is that engineer brain. Yeah. I listen, I don't know if I coined it. Maybe someone else uses it, sure. but I have used it in my marketing vernacular for over a decade. And originally it was just stood for short book. Short book was a shook. But another marketing lesson I learned over the years is we want to produce quality books. We're not interested in producing a crappy book that, you know, some people say, oh, it doesn't matter if anyone reads it, right? Well, I don't believe that. We want people to read it. We want people to start engaging with you, the author. So I added the word and it worked because it was S-H-O-O-K. The H stands for helpful. We produce short books meant to be read in an hour, but they're also helpful, Tyler, to the reader. They're meant to really be focused and provide helpful content. Yeah. That's one thing I always kind of wonder about. There's more and more services that are popping up around writing a book, and they kind of all have these wide range of ways they suggest to do it. One, I've heard, hey, Nobody's going to read it. Who cares? Just get something out there. And honestly, as a voracious book buyer myself, mm-hmm. I buy some of those books sometimes and I kind of feel cheated. It's kind of <laughs> like, no, really. It's like, it's yeah. kind of like, it's the same thing you've read already 30 times, right? Yeah. And maybe with a little bit different words. And then there's others that'll say, oh, you're going to be, you know, if you crank out a book, you're going to make crazy money. What's the reality there? Is it somewhere in between or what? Well, Listen, it all depends. There are, we have some software that allows us to sort of look at Amazon results kind of behind the scenes. And I'm amazed. There are books out there, you know, even nonfiction that sell ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a month of books. So it can happen. Now, the differentiation again with us and the kind of books that we were uh, published for our clients 
it's not about making money on the front end of the book, Tyler. It's not about putting it up on Amazon, for example, selling it for 10 bucks, making $3. It's not the focus. The focus is a book that really is essentially meant to be given away to ideal prospects. Again, I come from a marketing. These are marketing and sales tools for the you know, business owners and corporate executives. So the goal is differently. The structure is different. We have a, a very unique formula to our shooks that follow a very proven direct response formula. So while they look like regular books, you know, paperback books, you know, they're a little thinner, but again, an hour read, which I think is critical, but, you know, they do follow a very specific formula that I've developed and honed over the years. Yeah. I love your books because you actually go into a great amount of detail. And, and I think there's a couple of them. One's they have different titles, but they're kind of similar. What should be, when you say these should be useful and helpful books, can you kind of define, let, if you don't mind, can we, because one of my bucket list items as a business coach is I'd love to someday work with you and release a book. I keep putting it off every year, but one day I'll get there. What is helpful and useful as opposed to just kind of rehashing the same stuff that everybody oftentimes talks about? Well, so when, when I work with a client, they literally work with me. So they're working with a 20-plus year veteran of marketing and book publishing and all that. So really, the fundamental parts, the fundamental steps are to really dial in for that. Like, what, who is your target reader? What are they looking for relative to the services or products that you provide? So it's really a matter of a uh, marketing and messaging match how that has to happen. The beauty of a shook is that because it's only about 100 pages and roughly 12 to 15,000 words, whereas the, you know, the average business book is about 200, 300 pages and about 75 to 100,000 words, the beauty of a shook is it's highly focused. So a quick example, for example, would be I could write a book on marketing, right? It could be a big 500-page book on marketing and, and there's a bunch of chapters, email, social media, yada, 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 versus just having a shook on email marketing and a shook on uh, social media marketing and direct mail marketing, for example. So now, rather than have one big 500-page book, which no one's going to read, why not dice it down, make it more hyper-focused so that the person, potential readers, can pick the, the shook they want to read, which makes it more likely they'll read it and hopefully then engage with you, the author. So I always say it's better to write you know, five 100-page books than do one 500-page book for the most part. I mean, there are times when, you know, a traditional book might be appropriate, but for most people, either who are writing it, and a lot of readers, obviously, these days appreciate the short, helpful content we provide. Now, in terms of authors that this would be applicable for, is it literally just any type of business owner? Is there any business owner where it might not be a good fit? I'm waiting for a pizza shop owner to engage us because I want to do a book, a shook on the pizza shop. I know I could do a, a really, I, we could do it. We could do it. I, I, it's funny. We get these postcards in the mail at my house and um, it's the same thing, you know, pizza, they put their menu. And I, I wrote an, an article in my blog years ago about a place that opened up. I had a lot of hopes for it and um, it closed within a year and I could tell. And I wrote the blog, like they had such opportunity rather than just, you know, talking about their menu on, on these things they're mailing out. Why not talk about this, the way they make their sauce because their grandmother taught, you know, like tell a story, right? So anyway, I digress. But I think just about any business owner can leverage a short, helpful book. We just got done a shook for a client who's in his 80s. Wow. I encouraged him to be like, and he's in San Diego. I'm like, just go to the beach. Just like, you should be real. He's a former dentist. He was a dentist. 
And he just wrote a shook about solar, uh, solar energy, and trying to get people to adopt solar energy for their homes. And uh, it's a shorter book, but it's hyper-focused. It's focused on solar, residential solar in San Diego. So yeah, I think just about anybody who helps people with products or services or consulting or coaching could definitely benefit by being a shook author because, and we could talk about this, in this day and age, still a lot of clout and authority is given to people who write a book. So as I get older, when I hear these stories of people doing things in their 80s, yeah, I, all I can always think is, man, it gives me hope. I still got time. No <laughs> <laughs> kidding. That's awesome. So in, you just hit something that I was going to ask about. 15 years ago, 10 years ago, whatever, when someone wrote a book, it like had, man, it was like, wow, they're an author. That like put them on a pedestal. Is any of that getting lost a little bit now? Is That's a good question. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I think the same thing about podcasts. I was just thinking about this last night. I'm thinking like those damn marketers, they're just totally like messing up the podcast world because there's just now too many podcasts, right? So obviously Amazon has made it much, much, much easier. My first book was published in 2007. I had to buy 3,000 copies in boxes. They had to be delivered to my office, you know, because we had to get a certain price point. Amazon's, you know, totally changed, you know, the game of book publishing. So yeah, I mean, anybody, anybody could literally write a book and put it up on Amazon, no problem. Okay, so the reality is, yeah, now most people, I mean, look at yourself, for example, right? Yeah. You, you want to do a book, you haven't done a book, right? right? Most people are in that, that space, right? They want to, they just haven't. Uh, so there's still a lot of opportunity. And that's why it's even more important, Tyler, you know, I was talking about earlier about having your own brand, having your own differentiation. So what? So what if there's a ton of books about how to write a book? I happen to write a couple. They're on Amazon. They became Amazon number one bestsellers, real bestsellers. And for people who are looking for a different style of book, my books, my shooks help them. Again, it's all about how you differentiate yourself, your information and put it out there differently. Yeah. I want to kind of grab onto something you said. You said real bestsellers. Now, this is another <laughs> thing that I'm just curious about. You know, I because I do interview a lot of people and I get a lot of people, fortunately, that actually want to be part of the show. A lot of times I'll say, hey, I'm an author. I'm a world international best-selling author. And you know, the first thing I'll do is go look at their book and just kind of see what it's showing. And it might have one review and I have zero reviews. What's that about? Like, I don't know. Are, are they not being totally honest? Or I, I is don't it... know. Tyler, I think we're kindred spirits. Literally last night, I got an email from somebody who I know. I'm not very fond of, let's put it that way. Sure. And he's announcing he's written 25 books and they're all bestsellers. So I happen to go on Amazon and the same thing, Tyler, just, just last night, I'm looking at his books on Amazon. He's got five reviews, six, you know, 10 reviews for an Amazon bestseller. Hmm. Yeah. Because Amazon's made things easier, they've also made it easier for most people to call themselves a bestseller. And there's really two pathways. And for a number of years, Tyler, I poo-pooed it. I didn't care about trying to become a bestseller on Amazon. I knew a lot of times it was sort of a game. Right. Uh, you know, you put yourself... In a category that's, you know, there's no competition. Your book sells a couple of copies and all of a sudden they give you a bestseller tag. I just saw another book the other day. Clearly, this is my business. A business book author claimed, proclaimed he was a bestseller. I looked at the category. It was in like in a childcare book, like for children. Wait, this is a business book. How can you proclaim? Anyway, right. that's right. not what I'm talking about. When we did our books, and I actually wrote a book called The 100-Page Book. And I wrote it for the intention of trying to see if I could become a legitimate bestseller. 
by using, you know, really good keywords and really studying how Amazon legitimately puts a book at, you know, get book sales. Sure. And we were, uh, I was a number one bestseller, both in print and digital Kindle for like eight months, Tyler. So that, that, you know, attests to it. We sold thousands and thousands of copies, which again, that wasn't my focus. I wanted to see if I could do it. And then we have like, like as of now, over 200 reviews on the book, which doesn't, it's not a lot. When you see other book authors, famous book authors, they've had thousands, but you know, for my little book, it's not too bad. Yeah. I don't know. As a consumer of books, I kind of, once it's kind of got past 25 it, reviews in my mind, it's kind of like, who cares? It's already kind of validated. I mean, it looks, more looks better. Sometimes actually, I think even to some degree, it works against you as an author. When I see like a thousand or crazy amount of reviews, I start oh, to think yeah. the book, book's kind of old. Is it still relevant is what I start to think. I will tell you though, as a book author, if anyone's listening who is a book author and is on Amazon, what's amazing and I do this regularly is I look at my reviews and there's some great sound bites and things that I wouldn't even think to say that my, my quote customers are saying, right? So I love that stuff. There's some really neat. Now, once in a while, you get the, the one star ones that you're like, oh. <laughs> hey, this is Tyler. Oftentimes, business owners and entrepreneurs hire me because they are stuck. Their business is stuck. They've hit a wall and can't take their business to the next level. And they're frustrated. When I grew my second business, it took me a while to get the pieces to fit. But once they did, the business scaled fast. In fact, it grew to 25 million in annual revenue and ultimately sold for eight figures. So I decided to put together a roadmap for scaling a business. I wanna help stuck business owners that wanna scale, but are having challenges. It's called the Scale in Five Roadmap. And you can get a copy by doing the following. Text the number 55444 and type the word SCALE and hit send. A copy of the roadmap will be sent to your inbox. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. As I look at my reviews and there's some great sound bites and things that I wouldn't even think to say that my, my quote customers are saying, right? So I love that stuff. There's some Really neat. Now, once in a while, you get the, the one star ones that you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I love the one. Some of the one stars. Now, some of the one stars are like, hey, it didn't change my life in three days. <laughs> now, those I kind of discount. But sometimes you get the people, and these ones I kind of discount too, but they're funny. They'll write like a 12-page essay on you know, a $4 book or $10 book. <laughs> you know, it's just interesting. But you know, truthfully, Mike, that's a great point though on the reviews. I actually use that in my own marketing analysis. Mm -hmm. I will go to books that are in my area of expertise and look at what people are writing about to get a better idea. Am yes. I really understanding my, my client, my prospect? And so it is really a valuable tool. It is. It, I used to teach that as a, a marketing strategy it was look at whether it's your own books or other books in your genre yeah. and see how real world people are talking about it. Yeah, it's crazy. So let's go through, I have a few more questions around this. So first question is business owners thinking about writing a book. They're kind of like me, always been on their mind. Mm -hmm. First, 
mental block is, well, I'm not a writer. Like mm-hmm. writing, although I will tell you when you say 100 pages, 12,000, I think to 15,000 words, you said, that seems much more attainable than when we typically think about yep. you know, a, a novel of hundreds and hundreds of pages. How do you, what's your response to, hey, I'm not a writer? Yep. So I do hear that and I get it. Uh, I sort of had that mental block you know, 10 plus years ago. Even more than 15 plus years ago. <laughs> so we are not trying to write the next, you know, war and peace or the next literary, you know, Hemingway, Shakespeare thing. You know, it's not what this is about, Tyler. So right off the bat, I try to reframe people's expectation. You're not necessarily trying to write a New York Times bestseller either, right? You are trying to identify your ideal target reader and help him or her with a, a chunk of information in book format. So if you can have a conversation, if you're already helping people, which most business owners are, then the likelihood of you being able to write a shook is, is simple. Now, will it take some finessing and working with me to get the message out? Yeah, that's, that's not a big deal, but it's there. And I always say, Tyler, it's better to focus on personality versus perfection. There is no such thing as a perfect book. Never, 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 never. There's no such thing. As soon as it's printed, you're going to find mistakes or things you want to change. So just stop obsessing over perfection. It does get in the way. I have had clients get bogged down because they write and then rewrite and then they Mm -hmm. rewrite and then they ask for people's input and they rewrite it again. That's crazy. Focus on personality. Focus on connecting with the reader and showing him or her that you are, you know, a real person. You're not perfect, but hey, you know, at least I'm trying to help you with this book. Yeah. Now, should it, is there some formula to how much should be identifying the problem as opposed to actually providing solutions? Is there some ratio there or should there be any <laughs> solutions in it at all? Yeah, no, yeah, that's the helpful part, right? right. So you mentioned my shooks. I mean, I tell people, you know, literally you do. how to write a shook. I give you my exact blueprint. You know, the only difference is I'm not helping you. Um, and I've had, I just found out about a shook that someone wrote. She's going to be on my podcast coming up here. I found out through a third party and I looked at her, her book on Amazon. And yeah, she took our exact formula and there it is. And you know, I'm, I love seeing that stuff. So again, it goes back to about a one hour conversation. So because it's one hour and because the topic is typically hyper-focused, you, you know, you don't, it's not about, you know, the A to Z on that topic. It's about giving an introduction, maybe highlighting some of the points, discussing it, you may be giving some download links for additional information, et cetera. But really, it's just about getting them aware, getting them to understand, you know, there is a challenge or there's a goal to be had. And then the next step, we call it the next step. The next step, if you want to work with me, is and then that content. So typically, when we work with, I don't want to get too detailed here, but mm-hmm. the main matter of the shook, typically, Tyler, it's about five to seven chunks of information. We try to break it down manageable. So that, again, I can pick up a shook when I'm taking off in New York City. And by the time I land in Chicago, I'm done. I've read it, which is an accomplishment for me, the reader. And hopefully now, if I want more information, I can contact the author. Got it. Now, what do you typically see as far as the next step? Is that is that a meeting? Is that a go to an opt-in list where you're going to give them more information? What does that cycle kind of generally look like? So for a shook, for the formula I mentioned earlier, we typically have two calls to, types of calls to action. I call it my active, my passive call to action. So the active for a lot of people, for let's say uh, coaches, consultants is, hey, let's have a discovery call. Let's have a strategy Zoom meeting, right? 
That's the main thing you want the reader to do. For more bricks and mortar type businesses, it's come into my store, come into my practice, that kind of thing. The active one is the main thing. Not every reader is ready to take the active you know, pathway, the active call to action. So we provide a passive one, which is, hey, if you want more information, if you want a special download, a lost chapter, something that's you know interests them, go here and give me your name and email. Now you can do follow-up marketing and all that good stuff. So most of our clients have both. Some of our clients don't need, don't want to do the uh, the email type follow-up. They just want to you know, have them book a session and, and leave it at that. But um, those are typically the, the pathways. Got it. Now for, and I think this will involve more of your involved services or do with you or do for you type services. Typical objection people are going to have is, well, you know, what do I do about the cover? How do I get the manuscript lined up so it gets into whatever Kindle's format is or Amazon's format is? How do you come o- overcome those struggles? Well, we encourage them to work with us. So we do it okay. for them. Okay. So we're, we, we are a turnkey book publisher, a short book publisher. So from initial idea to, um, you know, holding up a book, you know, the final Kindle, print book, audiobooks. Some of our clients do audiobooks. So we're turnkey in that respect. But again, in my shooks, I teach people, I give them, you know, there's a lot of online resources. There's a lot of online designers and stuff that you can use. I will say, you know, there, like anything, there is an art and science of doing it right. So a lot of self-published books can look pretty bad. I would suggest to folks who are thinking that, you know, really think about that because you only get one chance to make a first impression. And if your book, and I have some from other people, you know, not clients of ours, but just books that people send me, I, I cringe. Like they break some real fundamental principles to readability and, and how a book should look, but it can be done. Anyone can do it. Yeah. In my opinion. And I mean, truthfully, when people's attention spans nowadays are super short, especially when you're on Amazon and you're looking at a million things, that little thing being out of place or not being aesthetically consistent with the way a person will not look could be the reason they're they're yeah. clicking out. So it could have yeah. a big impact and not even For realize sure. it. And that, you know, yeah. in that case, it's if they're just perusing, it's not even reading the book, but on yeah, you're right. I mean, the title and just the, the thumbnail of the cover has a lot to do with if they're gonna click. Yeah. So how do your services work? Is it, I heard you say, which is really cool, you work directly with people. It sounds like you help with the cover, you help with the manuscript, putting it together so it's in proper format. What about once it's published? Is there anything that needs to be done after the fact? What about launch and stuff like that? How does all that play in? Well, and another little my proverbs is uh, actually writing the book is the easy part, Tyler. So you haven't done it yet. I know you will, but just trust me, it's the easy part. Marketing and promoting is the hard part. Because what happens is human nature is we're all excited when we get that box of books or whatever, the initial one, and then life gets in the way and things get in the way. So it's about a consistent and persistent effort to promote. Because if your book doesn't get out there, if people aren't aware of it, it's not going to help the people. So it's not going to do them any good. It's not going to do you any good. So yeah, we do a deep dive. I've actually, matter of fact, I'm going to give a copy to your listeners, a digital copy, right. a book that I don't, I don't sell it. They only can, this book can only be gotten from our office through a request. Now, again, I'm showing it as if people can see me, but it's called The Magic of Free Books. And this outlines 51 ways to make money by giving away your book. And that's the deep dive on how, you know, when you're, I always say, you know, my shook's done. Now what? Well, now we really got to get serious about helping people launch, promote all that good stuff. Yeah. I had a colleague do something that I thought was pretty interesting. He was releasing his first book. It's about my age. 
Um, it was a big accomplishment for him. He's actually in the space, ironically, of almost uh, talking to authors, or not almost, he is in the space of talking to authors in his podcast. So for him, publishing a book was like a big deal. So he created this Facebook group and went out to everybody on his list and brought him into the Facebook group and actually in advance of the launch and had them working. I was one of them working to help promote this book. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting. He had this little army of people the way he did it and even sent out a free copy of the book, signed copy. Yep. And and sure enough, when the book got released, guess what? It was on top of Amazon's charts with a bunch of reviews. So I'm sure it worked. I mean, he got he got a lot of publicity doing that way. So I imagine it looked like it took a lot of work, though, for him to it do that. It is a lot of work. Yeah. It is. I'm working with a client right now on her launch. She just got her shook done. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. And she's like, you know, but she wants to do it. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Okay. So uh, last last thing here. I always love to end the show uh, with like a business or a life tip. And I'm wondering if you could, you know, pull something off the top of your head and share with us that we could apply and maybe make our life or business better. I do. And it's a quote. Is it okay? It's a quote. It's not from me. It's that's actually okay. from, of all people. It's from Jerry Garcia from The Grateful Dead. That's which awesome. blows me away because I don't want you, I'm going to share it because I love this quote. I've actually put it inside something I just created recently. I actually use this, but from Jerry Garcia of The Grateful Dead. He says, it's not enough to be the best at what you do. You must be perceived as the only one who does what you do. And that goes back to what I said earlier, right? No one else has shooks. Yeah, there's a ton of people publishing books, but no one else but Mike Capuzzi and Bite Size Books are publishing shooks. That's the part I think a lot of business owners kind of miss, Tyler, is how, you know, how do I get perceived to be the only person doing what I'm doing? So I love that quote. Yeah, that's a great one. Now, one other kind of that makes you completely unique as part of your strategy, and I'm sure this is intentional, is they work directly with you. Right. I think a lot of times, you know, any type of business, and it's where people sometimes struggle, is that handoff to someone yes. that's not yeah. the expertise can sometimes get dropped. And so that's kind of, that's another cool thing. So, hey, I'll put these in the show notes. And this, for guys out there, this is a little bit hard. I'll, I'll try to spell it out. The website you want to go to for that free book, the only place you can get is at this link is mikecapuzzi.com slash magic. So I'm going to go through that a little bit slower. It's Mike Capuzzi and Capuzzi is C-A-P-U-Z-Z-I.com slash magic. It'll be in the show notes. It'll be in the, the listener notes on Apple and Spotify and the other directories. Go ahead and grab a copy. Mike, if people want to reach out to you anywhere else, is there anywhere you want them to go? No, and by the way, Todd, I'm giving going to give three shooks in that link. So there's oh, wow. three of shooks, not just the one. There's three magic of shooks that they'll be able to read online, and they're all legitimate full copies. Now, I mean, MikeCapuzzi.com is my you know my site I've had for years and years, and then our publishing site is bite-sized books. And that's sized with a D. Bite-sizedbooks.com. Awesome. Well, hey, I have a feeling you and I, once I get around to my bucket list item, you and I are going to be working together. I, you've, you've been on my radar for well over a year now. So I really appreciate you having you on the show. You're kind of a star to me uh, with your accomplishments of Shooks. And uh, I thank you. You're a really, really great show. Well, Tyler, listen, it's awesome to see what you've done over the last year or so. So congratulations. And yeah, when you're ready to publish Shook, you let me know. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Take care. That's all for this episode of Think Business with Tyler. But we have plenty more resources to help you in your pursuit of business excellence on our website at thinktyler.com. If you'd like to be featured in a future episode of the show, feel free to reach out to us on social media at think underscore Tyler. We look forward to helping you think life, think success, and think business.
Hi, I'm Lessa Gaudet, host of Her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Electricast. Electricast.